Welcome to System Minutes Trivia, the podcast where we don't know how to count, but sometimes we do. <laughs> and when we do, sorry, we need to do this over again. No, we're, st- we're keeping this. No, Welcome this to System Minutes Trivia. It's the first time, everybody. No, we're, this is our we're first day this. doing this. This is our intro We're now. sticking with it? Okay. This is our intro, this is our now. intro now. Oh, do you remember fucking GovLove? I, I remember Govlove. This what's by Gov-Love? the Soridator. Yeah. What's Govlove? It's it's a, it's a song a about track. life. A lick it. A It's a song about how much Jathod loves Sispa. Well, it's actually about how much I love Sispa. Right, which is very silly. Sispa? Yes. Yes, like the regulation. Oh, I love that. But That's it fantastic. it came out sounding like Sispa. Hey, what episode number is this? It is episode number S4E18. 18? No yeah. way. Yeah. When are we doing our we shit show? We just released show. I don't know. We'll figure the shit show thing out. Yeah, the shit show's not until the 22nd episode. So we, we got some time here. That's not that far off. I mean, it's really not that far off. Six We're, episodes. You know, you know. Six episodes? We're getting there. Wait a minute. Wait a I mean, minute. I mean four episodes. Fuck. Okay, I was going to say, that's very calculated. How much have you had to drink tonight? So Look, far? this is Sisimitis Trivia, <laughs> and we don't know how to count. No, <laughs> that's clear. Count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you. <laughs> fucking retard. Calculated. You need to calm down, sir. Yeah, you need to calm down. I feel, like, I feel like we have to edit that out. No, it's in. If we can't, if we're keeping this intro, if we're keeping this intro, we're, we're keeping your thing in. No, um, come on. So, yeah. Nope. Mine, I it. already got fucked up on the internet recently. <laughs> Too bad. Too so, bad. This is actually, I we're recording this. for using that language. No, you don't. We're, uh, this is, we're recording this a week after we normally would record. Because we started recording. We got about an hour and five minutes in, I think it was. Don't remind Uh-huh. We got all the and way then, into Jathan's fifteen clams, and then he crashed. So on, on on what? What did he crash on? We have to MacBook. we have to tell people what he crashed. Yeah, the thing that just works. Yeah, crashed. Well, right. I mean, it's also pretty ancient, but it's you know it's mad. <sighs> so. No, no, they always just work. Well, Come on now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, um, yeah. So we lost he we lost his entire track. It's gone. It was, it was, there was no recovery. So tonight we are recording locally. Jathan's on a, a new, la- what are you, what machine are you what? on, uh, Jathan? Uh, yeah, I'm on my normal X1 Carver, my personal one that I use for, I mean, I literally only use the MacBook for recording and it just sits in the corner for well, us now you do don't. once every other week. Now you don't have this. This is the laptop yeah. I use for everything else that runs Arch. Uh, it's a fifth gen X1 Carbon. It's badass. Well, now you don't have any need for that MacBook at all then. Yeah, you can well, sell it or get rid of it. Or I'm you gonna can probably shred it. recycle it. I would definitely wish that you would re- would shred it. Just want, put it in one of those industrial shredders, you know. Small disclaimer: right now, I'm in my bedroom. The door is open. My roommate's coming home at some point. I assume he'll close the door then. But the fucking cats are going nuts, and they're having a good time playing in the doorway. So I'm not gonna ruin it. Okay. We don't really care about your cats. Well, I'm just saying you're probably gonna hear some noise whenever your, people. Your pussy come is not our home. interest. Okay, fair. Calm down, guys. We need to calm down. I I would like to instead maybe talk about uh, our failing to record last week. Okay, yes, what's there to about talk about? about? Well, so that's so Wait, that's yeah, why else recording it. Split track. Yes. Peyton is. Yeah, he's recording it in Mubble as a backup. I think I mentioned that already. We should do that from now on. Period. Well, maybe. So we we do it for guests. So yeah. So we're doing that, but. So he's also on a new machine. I, I thought you were going to record from your Raspberry Pi. Me? Yeah. No. No, you. Not no. me. You had joked you. about it, and I was like, oh, I could do that. I'm, I'm not doing that, though. Oh. I, I mean, my laptop works perfectly to. fine. I, I Where would I where would I put the audio? Like, I don't have a massive SD USB. card. USB. You would add a... You would add a storage to it. You can, uh, or you, you need could... me to explain to you how to add storage to a system? Yeah, I mean, you have, you have USB. I don't know, but shared bus with the damn internet. Well, if you had a Raspberry Pi four, it would not. I uh, do no, have a Raspberry Pi. No, but Jathan, it doesn't. It doesn't save it to. Yeah, the Raspberry Pi four does not share the bus with the internet. It also all dusty doesn't save to disk until you actually tell it to save to disk. It just holds it right. in memory. That's why. Sure. That is why. Hmm. You lost, you your, lost your track last time because it was in memory in your computer. Because you lost your shit, bitch. Because it doesn't flush to disk. I mean, I think you can tell it to, it sh- but it should. by default, I digress. it does not. Uh, no. So you could use a Raspberry Pi. It's Anyways, 
you need to calm if down. If you were using Ardor, would Ardor, 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 would that push uh, it? I don't know. I never really used Ardor. What's that Ardor? It, it is a, a DAW, a digital audio workstation. It's a lot more... Uh, Should we try a lot it? more work to set up. But... You can. I mean, there's no real reason to. I mean, it does have things like noise gating. There, but it's like it... Unless you know what you're doing, you're not going to gain much from it. Well, I know everything, dude. No, you don't. Do you? Do you really? Let's, I know a lot. Let's just I got a haircut you never yesterday. said that because that's not... No, you got a haircut cares yesterday? about your what haircut. Oh, look at the kitties up here. Hi, kitty. Nobody cares oh, about the kitties. the kitties. So, by the way, I'm also doing something different this uh, episode, so I'm curious to see if it impacts my ability to be competent and contribute. I was gonna say be sober, but okay. No, um, so sober. What are you doing? I'm. Uh, I'm. Yeah, you doing? I have a pen and paper here, and I'm actually handwriting. I saw that. I saw your I'm, notes. I'm well. I, I hand wrote my notes beforehand. I always do that if I'm oh. really if, uh, if I'm like talking a lot about something. Okay. But I'm gonna try to take notes about what has to go in the show notes while we're doing this, and try to give grab links while other people are talking, so that hopefully i can just pass it on to you and when you type them up you have all the links already i would uh i would appreciate that a lot that helped me a lot yeah because i i mean i know you do a lot of work for the show notes and uh, i just feel like it it would help if we contributed especially because 90 percent of the time i'm like oh we'll put in the show notes and i never <laughs> send you anything that i, I to know put in them. So, so you have to go find my shit and yours usually while i'm typing up the show notes which is usually the day of release yeah well thank you i appreciate that i mean we'll see it could suck ass well <laughs> Look, I think anything's better just than like nothing, you. but... Oh, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> we all need to just take a chill pill here. I'm just kidding. So, I'm kidding. Also... I love Jathan. So, for this episode, uh, we were going to talk about some really nice Python management frameworks. Uh, but oh, we're not going to do that? Okay. No, no. We're gonna. I think we're going to save that right. until we have... Yeah, we're going to save that until we have time to play around with them. I, I'm moving... Yes. Yes, yes, yes. has got his own stuff. Payton's got his own stuff. We're all... We all oh, I'm, we're like, very, insanely busy. We're all very busy, and unfortunately, I, I can't remember who, who recommended to us. I'll put your name in the show notes. But they suggested something called Nornir, I think it's called. Yeah, it, it'll be in the show notes. N-O-R-N-I-R. Yeah, so we, we I told him we'd check it out, and it would be in either the previous episode or this episode. It's not going to be. I'm sorry, dude. But we'll we'll get we're to it. We're working on it, yeah. is what we should say. Yeah, we're working, we're, on, we're working it. on it. Yeah. Um, we At just no make fault sure of we... our own, we haven't done anything. Well... <laughs> I mean, not anything. I've read some of the docs, but I don't feel comfortable enough no, talking about them. I, I, I don't do anything here. Uh, well, all right. That's on that's you. That's very then. true. That's, <laughs> that's very, very true. You don't do anything. But keep, you know, just uh, as a sneak peek for that episode, whenever we do it, we'll be talking about Nornir, Fabric, and Bundle, and Python, Augeus, and neat things like that. So we didn't we didn't have the time to really give these things the the critique and the and the review that we felt that they deserved because they are really cool things all of them in their own right. But you know, so instead we are uh, we're going to talk about NFS tonight. Networking file system. Yes. Yeah. Both both network files. Both version three and version four. But before we get into that, we got a couple things to take care of. Number one, what are you guys drinking, Jathan? Um, so I'm actually not feeling especially well. I'm drinking some hot peppermint tea. So I'm basically, I feel like I'm letting the people down. Because when you do it for the fans, you do it regardless of how you actually feel. Um, I'm not sure that's, uh, I'm not sure that's something you want to stick to. Why? I mean, what if you have like a, a, a stomach virus? Yeah. You're not, I, you shouldn't be matter, drinking. Dude. You shouldn't be drinking when you have a stomach virus. Yeah. What are, are you, my fucking cars, mom? Though? No. Yeah. But I feel like at this Actually, point, I'm, I'm more medically, I feel like at this point, I'm more medically credentialed than you are. Definitely not. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I am. How many times have you said I'm a doctor or I'm a scientist and, and it was to back up something completely bullshit, Jathan? Uh, at least half a dozen times. A day? A week, maybe? Uh, what do you it's, mean? It's when very have I ever said bullshit? You... <laughs> I don't oh, ever Jason. say anything that's not. We true. have it. We have it on air. Okay, that doesn't <laughs> we, we make it bullshit just because you recorded it. No, no, you're right. But I'm saying it's definitely evidence of you saying bullshit and then backing it up. You're like, oh, I'm a scientist or oh, I'm a doctor. I don't think so, bro. I, <laughs> I hate it when you do. I hate it when you do this shit. All, everyone who listens to us more than three episodes will Twitter be able poll. to say, Let's yes, Jathan does this Let's all the time. Poll. 
Oh my gosh, whatever. Whatever. Oh, whatever. What? Okay, whatever. fine. Whatever. You're drinking hot peppermint tea. Great. Peyton, what are you drinking? Um, I'm being just as lame as Jayton, and I have a uh, Dr. Pepper. You know, we were all drinking last week when we fucked it up. You mean when you fucked it up? No. Yeah, when you... You need to make yeah. sure that you're stressing the right thing here. You fucked it up, sir. You. Yeah, come on, Jayton. You need to... You need to take ownership. It's it's part you of being responsible. You now. Clam to now, sir. You need to you need to own up to your mistakes. Anyways, I'm drinking Kraken. What did you say you're drinking? What Kraken. Oh, Brent's Kraken. the only one who cares about anybody. Apparently, I'm the only one that cares about this podcast. Peyton, give us your tip. Yes. Oh my God, I have a tip for you. Um, you know, it's we're all surprised. It's a bit you like Jayton. It's it's kind of it's kind of mushy, and you know, I can't remember. You need to smack it around a little bit. Is to make it? sure that it's you know stiffens up a little bit? Is it the same one you were, you you did last time? Because yeah. I forget what it Ack. was. Oh, right. Ack. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, yep. Ack is designed as a replacement for ninety nine percent of the uses of grep. Why you would replace grep? I don't know, but I digress. This is about the things that I've learned or th- something that I found. Whatever. Uh, so it searches the named input file, much like grep does. Uh, or standard input, if there's nothing named, mm-hmm. uh, for lines containing a match to the pattern. It, by default, it does print the matching lines. Uh, the dash A option tells ACK to select all files regardless of type. Some files will never be selected by ACK, even with dash A. So this is weird. Uh, so to actually select all files, you have to do a dash U. I don't particularly like ACK, uh, just because it's so weird. It's supposedly, though, ACK trumps crap as an everyday tool. I'm not, I disagree. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. grep is grep is quicker. If you need to, if you have to, ha- if you have to use a dash s quiet or a dash s silent, it's better to use uh, grep. Or if you need to exit uh, too. So, uh, yeah, so that's ACK. Um, use it at your own volition. I guess is the right word for that. That's 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 ACK. That's Peyton's uh, mushy, floppy, Mush- soft, mushy. flaccid tip. Jason. Are you fighting zombies over there? It sounds like <laughs> you came just... home. Cats Rumi are fighting under home. the door now because they ended up on opposite sides. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, great. So Jathan, since you since you're a storage admin, ah, let's, not on let's paper, not really get uh let's not basi- get No, away. no, no. You basically are. You it's like 90 95% of your job, right? It's yeah, well, it comes and goes, you know. When things are good, it's less. Okay. Okay. Whatever. In the prosperous time. Whatever. I would say most days you were acting as a storage admin, yes? Yeah, I'm pretty storagey. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're Got a lot of blocks. Storagey. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, what? <laughs> Welcome to my fortress. So stupid. How may I help you? Okay, you can help us by talking about NFS because you probably use it the most out of the three of us. Oh, I definitely do. Uh well, yeah. uh, no, I use it. I use it every day, but I, I digress. I, he probably does too. So. I use it every day times four hundred clients. But anyway, so I I may, mostly uh, I want to talk about NFS v four. You're going to talk about v three too, though, right? Yes, I'm going to talk Good. about v three okay. and v four next to each other. We're not going to talk about v two, although it is still pretty supported across a lot of places. Really, I've never seen it supported in in any. But devices. don't the default on I I think since like Red Hat Five was NFS v three yeah so you'd, you'd have to go back pretty far to or to a pretty old device to find v two default support yeah I would say so uh, let, let's talk actually a little bit about NFS v three first so uh, NFS v three by default uh, will utilize TCP but it does allow you to optionally use UDP if you want. This is not true. We'll get there, but uh, in short, it's not true in NFS v four anymore. It's only TCP. NFS v3, though, was made, developed, the spec was written by Sun Microsystems. Mm-hmm. Therefore, while there is an RFC, it wasn't really like an open specification in terms of like input, you know, like, uh, whereas NFS v4 now is maintained or the spec itself is sort of written and controlled by the IETF. Um, but anyway, NFS v3, uh, it's been around for a while. It's honestly probably still more widely in use than NFS v4 for sure. But it definitely has some issues and some shortcomings. So number one, NFS v3 is, I wouldn't say prone to, but there's definitely some issues with uh, like stale mounts. 
so occasionally if you lose a mount, you, it, it, your client, I mean, you set a timeout on your client, of course, but it, it just doesn't respond well. And often, even with that timeout set, you just don't get the type of behavior that you're actually looking for. It doesn't gracefully like unmount it after that timeout or anything like that. It just locks up systems in ways that is not necessarily great or friendly. The other thing is there's no ACLs really inherently built into the spec for NFS v3. So uh, any ACLs that you want to set, you have to rely on the file system that's actually backing your NFS shares for, which occasionally works out and sometimes it doesn't. That being said, not all NFS v3 clients will respect ACLs as a, a mount option. So sometimes even if you have ACLs set on your file system, it doesn't really matter because the client just mounts it and says, I don't give a fuck. I'm not reading ACLs. And in that case, you're kind of fucked in a lot of cases. That seems... I feel like the client shouldn't be able to decide that. It is. It's an NFS mount option. No ACL. I know, but it, it, like from a fundamental security design, right? That should be something the, the server decides, not the client. Yeah, but I mean, in most cases, you have to have like a privileged account to mount an NFS share. Locally, yeah. On on the client, yeah. But not... I'm saying the server itself the the server's design because because remember the admin on the on the client and the admin on the server uh wouldn't necessarily be the same i'm saying i think it'd be silly for the client to decide what acls it can and cannot if it does it does not want to use acls uh, that should be a I server get what you're saying. you know what i mean i guess i don't know i, get I, what I don't think saying. about it that much oh okay well, all right okay so the other thing though um a couple other things uh generally nfs v3 um you're kind of restricted there's two things. So one, your users and groups across your client and server have to more or less match for NFS v3 because there's no inherent security built into the protocol. Right. So you can take, right. uh, when you're exporting a share from a, a server with NFS v3, <clears throat> you can specify a limitation of who can actually access the export. But short of that, anybody on that client, like if it's not a box you control, anybody could just try, you know, enumerating through uids that's not the word iterating through uids and eventually might find one that matches the actual user on a on the server and then they'd be able to access files that they don't actually have or they shouldn't have access to right or you don't want them to have access to now this is so, made a lot easier with ldap though because you can specify both usernames and uids in ldap with a posix account object type yeah uh, ldap or any centralized auth or um or, or like directory. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also just using configuration management to spread your users and groups. Mm -hmm. You can pretty easily accomplish this, but it is still something you have to be aware of. And it's not instantaneous. You'd, you'd still need to run, you know, you need to wait for the config management. With LDAP, it's instantaneous. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, is... Um, so, so along that line, we don't typically share NFS by way of the internet. It's usually in like more tightly controlled networks, private spaces, and stuff like that. And if you do, fuck you. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't say that you should go out and make your NFS v4 shares accessible on the internet, but I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. But I think it's doable now. Um, it's, is it? It's yeah. probably more doable than it was before. It's still probably a bad idea, but it's yeah, definitely yeah. way more doable. I, yeah, I was, I was going to say, and I don't I'll tell think you that's why. A good idea, um. The last thing I've written down really here about uh, NFS v3 is that there's no inherent... Uh, so we have support for asynchronous file access from mm -hmm. multiple clients or the same client, but we don't have any parallel file system sort of capability with NFS v3. Um, NFS v4, I'm now transitioning into that full time because I'm done talking about v3 unless you guys have anything to add or questions. Uh, well, I, I did want to... And I mentioned this in the first time we recorded this. Uh, I do want to stress how much easier it was to set up NFS v4 with a limited amount I've done, namely because of the firewall situation. With NFS oh, v3, God. yeah. Well, so like RPC and all that bullshit mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. is now built into the protocol for NFS v4, so you don't mm -hmm. have to run separate services for all this shit. So it's literally a single port for NFS v4. You don't have to run RPC bind? Right. No, you don't have to. With v4, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's one port. It's, it's it's just one port, which is really yeah, nice. Interesting. We were having issues uh, at work where um, the the connection would drop. We would it, it would uh, on reboot it would uh, drop the connection mm -hmm. and uh, it would be a stale mount. And I guess we were using V three. Oh yeah, see that makes like sense because that happens yeah. all the time we with V three. It sucks. We had ass. to we had to stop RPC bind, stop NFS. You no. Know, 
but basically, uh, we had to wait an hour and five minutes for the stale connection to drop, and then it would reconnect, and it would be fine. Like, that was something we spent a lot of time working on. Uh, but that was definitely, it had to have been V3, uh, because... Super small aside, I do consulting. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to bring you in, sorry. We've already fixed the problem, it's not a problem anymore. I don't know, man. It sounds like you had to wait an hour and five minutes. <laughs> At the okay. time, it was a problem, but it's not right. a problem anymore. Uh, so, yeah, that is true. I mean, from a security standpoint, I don't actually know. I mean, I'm going to talk more about that in a sec, but um, mm. you are running less services total, so you don't have to open as many ports in your firewall. That doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, but like. It's easier, though. It's easier it's to manage. It's way easier. Yeah. Uh, it's not way easier all around, though. I would say well, yeah. server side, aside from like all the services and ports and all that bullshit, uh, NFS v3 is easier beyond that. And keep keep in mind, I don't use V4 or NFS in general as much as you do, but V4 is more complex, but I wouldn't necessarily call it more complicated. It's just different because it's yeah, been redesigned it, it is from really the different. Up. And, you know, the other thing is, um, like, I use a lot of ZFS, and, uh, of course, on a Lumos, who the fuck knows if they even support <laughs> NFS 3? No, they do. But um, they, uh, the developers, ZFS has a, a property of all file systems called Share NFS. And it just kind of does a lot of magic for you in terms of creating exports properly and all that shit. Uh, ZFS on Linux has uh, the same capability, but it's much less automatic in terms of what it actually configures for you. And then you have FreeBSD, which is somewhere in the middle of the two. So that being said, if you're using uh, ZFS uh, and you're using like a distribution geared towards ZFS, you're going to have a better time with NFS. It's going to be quicker, I should say, uh, than doing it by hand. That's for sure. But doing it by hand is not that hard. You hear that, kids? If you want to have a storage server in your house, set up something with an Illumos kernel, and then you'll probably actually... <laughs> and you'll hate your life. You'll hate your life. No, <laughs> my honest suggestion, if you're interested in using ZFS at this point, my, my honest opinion is to use FreeBSD. And the reason yeah. being, I would love it if ZFS on Linux didn't suck, because I like the networking stack in Linux. I like that I understand Linux better than BSD internals. But ZFS on Linux is fucking trash. The update process is fucking trash. It's much more native on FreeBSD. All kidding aside, while we shit on BSD generally, I I don't use it for any production services right now for storage, but I do have several proof of concept set up because I'm considering using it for a couple of sort of one-off projects. But anyway, that's... I like OpenBSD. Yeah, they don't have it, so... <laughs> right. I know, because Thanks. they're more security no. than storage. I like NetBSD, okay? NetBSD's red. That's I'm what I run on my fucking uh, Blue Yeti microphone. That's what you run on your <laughs> microphone? <laughs> it probably would, right? It probably would. <laughs> what If it doesn't run NetBSD, it doesn't run anything at all. <laughs> so um, anyway, talking about NFSv4 now, uh, the first thing, I talked about V3 being a sort of Sun Microsystems creation. NFSv4 is sort of rewritten from the ground up, and it is, the the spec itself was sort of formulated and is managed by the IETF. So uh, I would say it's probably much more open. Uh, I don't really know if that's actually true. For those I don't know that there's a lot of implications. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the IETF, Internet Engineering Task Force, they are the people who write the RFCs and publish them. Well, not not always write them, not but always they're the ones them. who publish them and manage a them. A company can actually write uh, an RFC and submit it, and then the mm -hmm. IE, yeah, they just have to basically approve it. I don't know what the actual formal process is. I just know it's something along those lines. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, by the way, I have a message I have to give to you from my wife, Jathan. Okay. She, she said that she That's wanted to weird. piss in your cereal. What? What? She wanted. Jason, she wanted to are you piss into that? in your cereal. Are Do you guys hear that right now? I hear that. Are That's you into the water cat sports? fucking scratching the goddamn closet? Yeah. Are, are you into water sports? Do you uh? Do you like to be peed on? Shut no, on. I don't even think your wife said that. You wanna, Would you want cereal with with urine in it, Jason? What about Cleveland Steamer? <laughs> no. Fuck Dirty you. Sanchez. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's go back to the NFS. Yeah. So I'm talking about NFS four now. So um. Couple of things. So new standard, like four, by the way, it's basically nice. rewritten, mm -hmm. uh, does not have any UDP fallback. It's TCP only. Also, all the other services you had to have working with NFS v3, like RPC bind and RPC mount D and all that bullshit, uh, all baked into the protocol itself. So you just have to run like the NFS server itself. It's one port. It handles all that negotiation and back and forth bullshit. Hallelujah. So uh, much better in that way. Also. I haven't had a great chance to actually test this 
because to be totally honest, our network is like 40 gigabit for our internal networks. So um, I'm not usually limited by our network. I'm limited by disks. Um, so I can't really verify that NFS v4 is that much faster from like a shitty network perspective because I don't have that bottleneck. Um, but I should actually set up a test using, um, I could probably do, uh, like some kind of TC nonsense to simulate like a shittier network. Well, that, but also does V4 have anything like, uh, in memory caching for transfers? I don't know. I haven't looked into the specifics for that because I've been looking into the specifics for other things at the moment. But, um, other things basically, um... I was talking about security before. On NFS v3, we had to match our UIDs and GIDs across systems, server and client. On NFS v4, you probably should still do that if you can, right? By default, you can make NFS v4, and by default it will, behave just like NFS v3, where it's basically just server and client. It expects matching UIDs and GIDs, and that's the only layer of security is your export uh, limitations, right? Like your export's only for a certain subnet, and then your UIDs, GIDs matches. Uh, By the way, I apologize. The cat is still going to ape. That's That's fine. We came in here. So uh, anyway, the uh, thing about NFS v4, though, is you can use Kerberos tickets to authenticate users. And this means if you have Active Directory or I don't know, does like free IPA come with uh, Kerberos? Free IPA has Kerberos. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Or you could set it up yourself, whatever. Mm -hmm. I uh, I actually watched a video about Kerberos before this, and uh, my brain is still fucking... Yeah, we saw your yeah, image that you sent. That was uh, that was wacky. That was a hell of a chart. It's very complicated. It's it awesome, but it's very complicated. Um, anyway, so the the really nice thing about using with NFS v three, I would say the most sort of audit trail that you had is any logs you keep on the client, and then on the server, it's like you get mount uh, like failed mount attempts. Uh, you get access denied messages, but you don't actually get a whole lot more beyond that. Cat, hey. fucking fuck is she doing she's she's having a good time man leave her alone she's dude fucking stupid we need to um, cut this part out too no we don't keep it it's great <laughs> okay authentic fine fine so um so the other thing with nfsv4 though using kerberos kerberos is extremely dense in terms of in terms of uh logging the amount of because of how many transactions are in, and interactions are happening between clients and server you just have so many different audit potential points. I don't know what I'm right. trying to say. Potential right, right, audit right. trails, right? Um, that you would probably have a better experience with actually doing some kind of like security auditing if you're using Kerberos, for sure. Um, that being said, I haven't actually used that yet. I don't have a great uh, use case for it right now because the only place I'm using NFSv4 is our compute cluster, and we have our. It's all a private network, so I don't need that. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean it can't be compromised, Jason. Right. No, I understand. You're right. you're right about that. Uh, it would just... I'm okay. It's not something you need right now. Right. Uh, I do want to test it for sure out of out of the production environment. Uh, the other thing about NFS v4, though, uh, like I said, it's pretty much rewritten completely. It, it supposedly, performance is much better. Like I said, I don't have a great way to test that, but um, I've heard that the, the stale mounts and locking issues are pretty much gone, and I haven't had those issues like I used to with NFS v3, but it's not been that long... I mean, I was using NFS v3 for like four years. I'm using NFS v4 for like four weeks now. Maybe a little bit more than that. At least, I would say end users, it's only been about a month. Uh, I've been using it for like certain shares and exports for about... The other thing is, um, last but not least, NFS v4 has a base protocol. Right now, they're up to NFS v4.2. But there is also um, a parallel... Uh, file system or, or like a parallel access implementation that is sort of an addition to that. So I'm looking up what it's called right now because I forget. Uh, parallel NFS, PNFS, PNFS.com. Uh, it looks like they're on the NFS v4.1 standard, but it has support for parallelism. So you check in with like a, a head node basically, and then uh, you get connected directly to storage from the client. So it's sort of like a I don't actually know the technology they're using, but it almost seems like something that you could handle with like a load balancer or something. Yeah, maybe. So in any case, uh, that's something that's totally new. I haven't played with that at all, but I am really interested in doing it because, I mean, obviously I'm always playing around with storage and stuff like that. But in particular, we're looking to implement a new parallel file system. A lot of them have very specific needs in terms of kernel modules and, and special software and stuff like that because they're pretty proprietary. 
in this case, I think you just use NFS to mount like you would normally. So I think that you would not need any kernel modules, like, specially built. I don't know the answer to that for sure. I would have to look some more. Yeah, the only other thing I've written down here is a note. I don't know if you guys use AutoFS. Nope. Have you I ever? I before. Thinking if I do or not, I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I feel haven't like had you know a need in a while. Yeah, no, yeah, you would know. I feel like I would know too, yeah. We might. AutoFS, as far as I can tell, is exactly the same between the two. So Okay. Uh, I mean, AutoFS is a separate package, but I don't think it's necessarily a totally separate project. I think it um, is. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, in, in any case, I, I've noticed right. no differences, obviously, other than your mount strings and your AutoFS config. Okay. That's kind of all I've got. That was like a lot and a little rambly. But of course, one, this is the second time I'm running through this bullshit. Well, it's been refined. Yeah. You fixed it. It's better. It's better. I think it is better. I think it was it's more better. cohesive. Yeah. A lot less rambly than it was before. Yeah, you were kind of a ramble ramble on there. Well, that's all right. It's how we it's how we do. Jathan, have you have you done any benchmarking between the two versions yet? V3 and V3. Well, you said he didn't. So that's that well, I I I have in a sense. Like I've run some not like super technical tests, but just moving a bunch of large files to see like, you know, total throughput. Yeah. But um, that has been the same because, like I said, it's really limited by the, the disks more than the network. Mm -hmm. So uh, other than that, no, not really. Well, I mean, there's a really easy way to, to actually test that without the disks factoring in at all, is you could just set up memory-based disks, RAM disks. RAM disks? And then NFS share them. That would have to be, like, what what would you do to test it, I guess? Well, I would, I would probably create, like, a 100 megabyte file, a 1 gig file, and a, if you have the memory, like I've a 10 a gig file. Memory. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, and like a 10 gig. I could do a 100 gig file. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I mean, remember, like, this is all sitting in memory with all the other stuff, too. So just keep that yeah, in mind. Remember, but... it's all in memory. Yeah. Uh, all right. Come on. Come on, dude. Uh, Peyton. Fuck. <laughs> He's so used to yelling at me that fucking am, Patches is getting me in trouble. <laughs> Patches, Patches is co-opting your, 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 your problems here. Yeah. So I would I would do that. Right. And you you, you wouldn't cat dev null because it would just be zeros. And that's not going to give you anything useful. You would want to cat dev you random. Unblocking random. Okay. Uh, well, not cat. DD, maybe. DD that bitch, DD. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you would you would do that with you know the block size and the counts to to limit the output size, and you know so then you have a bunch of of junk data essentially, but at mm -hmm. a fixed size, and then you could do just simple timing operations because that's probably the best you can do. I don't know offhand of any NFS based. You like know. an iperf for NFS. Yeah, yeah. I don't know of anything geared specifically towards NFS or even towards file system stuff because that, that you know you could use that too theoretically. Yeah. So I don't know of any offhand. I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. You know, I'll look into it because it, it would be interesting to do. But yeah, if you do those in memory, that that would be a great way to get past that disk uh, bottleneck. Right. Are there. you saying the RAM is faster than the network? Uh, I'm saying the RAM is faster than the disk. I think I've heard that actually before. The RAM is certainly more uh, faster than the disk. Yeah. I mean, I I also have um I have an extra PCIe SSD that I could probably use for testing. That's more. That's simple. still going to be slower than a RAM disk, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, but it's faster than, like, faster, spinning disks. Faster than your spindles, yeah, it's true. Faster than your platters. I would be interested in, uh, if you actually do that test, I would be interested in see what the results are, because I'm, I'm curious if there is any... Oh, you know what? Make sure you test both TCP and UDP for NFS3, because I'm, yeah. I'm really I mean, curious how that really UDP really using it with versus... UDP, though? That's, well, that's why I want you to test it, because You need, I, like, I... a very clean network to do that. Well, you just talked about how great your network is. I know, but yeah. I still use TCP. I, I know, and for production, that's what you would want to be using. But I'm saying I'm curious about the speed differences between the U UDP NFS3 and God, TCP NFS4. Uh -huh. And TCP versus UDP NFS3 as well. Sure. So Because I, I know there's going to be a difference. I just don't know, you know how much of a difference it would make. Cool. Did you have anything to add? Are you talking to me or are you talking to Paid? I'm talking to both of you. I mean, I like NFS. It's uh, much better than like SSHFS. Or Samba. Oh, we didn't talk about Samba. Well, fuck Samba. Well, why would we? It's um, not NFS. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a second. Holy wait. shit. You know what, what I totally forgot about? What? NFS v4 has its own ACLs that are based on Windows NT model, and I didn't talk about this. Oh, you didn't talk about your source of frustration. Right. This is the whole thing that brought this up. 
the whole thing that inspired the topic. So, I mean, the the NFS v4 protocol does have ACLs built into it. So regardless of the file system on the back end, I'm pretty sure you're able to set uh, ACLs. That is awesome because it's good. They're also very granular. It's not just like simple read, write, execute. It's it's more than that. If you're not sure of all the options available, look up Windows NT ACL schemes. But uh, anyway, we can probably find a chart and link to it. More importantly, I will say the goddamn set fackle command on FreeBSD. This is the only place I've played with it. Uh, and it's not even FreeBSD. It's a FreeBSD-based appliance, and that's all I'm going to say. For fucking fuck's sake, doesn't have a goddamned recursive <laughs> option. So if you have a directory that already has data in it, and you have to go back and set ACLs for all child directories and files inside of it, you literally have to use find, and you have to, and of course, the, the flags are different for files and directories, so you can't just run one command and say find, you know, find path to directory. Right, it has to be at you least two finds. You have to specify, right, it's at least two finds. So of course, I already wrote a script to handle this, but it's just stupid as fuck. Like, <laughs> whoever the fuck did this, you need to fix it. Make it better. Yeah, he yeah. was big. He was big. Mad I was that. mad because I, it just seems so goddamn fundamental. What was I just talking about before this? Oh, Windows NT. Uh, yeah. So is that it, Jathan? Is that uh? Is yeah. That... Can someone else have a turn to talk now? I mean, I was really fucking steamed about the goddamn oh you were set tackle thing last week. Steamed, yeah. Huh? I, I, I've gotten over it a little bit. It's been granted. A week, of that doesn't say much because you're usually steamed about a ton of shit. So. Hayden, did you have yes. anything to add? Well, I was just going to say, um, we use a lot of different types of ne- of networked file systems. Um, GPFS is one of them. NFS is one of them. Oh, I hate GPFS. Well, I feel like robustness, like it takes a lot to break like GPFS, but yeah. I but mean, when I it does break, it breaks hard, man. Yeah. Like, it... Yeah. Um, so I would rather, like I would. Like NFS, even with like some of the issues that we had, like I still like NFS. I, I I use NFS at home. I don't personally have issues at home with it. I don't think I would ever use NFS on my home network. Why not? I don't know. I think I would probably use SMB SIFS. Yeah. Because do you have mis- do you have Windows machines there? No, but uh, NFS isn't especially friendly to Macs either. Yeah, it is. Macs can do NFS just fine. I, they can, but it's uh, but also it's just it's easier. It's like more widely supported. It's honestly easier. I don't know about that, but all right. Samba is not that hard. You know you can do uh, you, can, you can do NFS on Windows too. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know you can do that. I do that actually yeah. for our sequencing facility. I nice. think I'm allowed to say that. Well, you just said it, so I hope <laughs> I hope you're allowed to say it. I hope you're allowed to say it too. <laughs> oh, I'm the I'm editing this episode by the way because because oh, we're cause recording we're this so late. Yeah. Oh well, I feel better about so, playing with the show notes now. So I'm gonna leave that in just for you. So if you do get in trouble, it's fine. Do better. Oh, fucking well. We don't <laughs> I t-shirts. feel like nobody from my work cares enough about me to listen to this podcast. <laughs> that, by the way, was the blinds because the cat just smashed into the window. Great. Okay, Jason. If you have ten NFS servers mm-hmm. and you have <laughs> such a loud cat, and you have fifteen clients connecting and uploading files. How many sockets do you have open on that network going to those NFS servers? 68,542. No, number one, it's NFS4, but number two, that's not... Uh, 13,210. Right. No, no, 1284. that's also wrong. That is, that is, did you say 13,000? Yeah. No, that's not, no. Jathan, how many do you have? Um, I think you got 15 sockets. Yeah, that's right. You got 15 connections. I mean, technically you have you have 30 because there's a, a ingress and an egress, but for the for, we're going to simplify it and say you can have 15 connections. All right. Okay. Okay. This, this okay. Has all been a bit much. <laughs> the cat really wants to come up here on the bed. I'll let him. Let no, I don't up. have room. Her. Too you, bad. You her. Don't have Fine. Room her. For a cat on the bed? Not in this little corner of the bed. Monster hey, are you? Look at her. She's jumping up and like swatting me well then maybe she, maybe you should let her up there no you you need to get off the bed so she can get on that's how yeah. these things work <laughs> you're just like yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> okay jathan 15 clams 15 sock it to me yeah so the um, goldie hawn there was an article on hack a day uh-huh. i'm not going to talk about how i came to know about this article <laughs> but uh-huh 
it is a thing. Yeah. It's specifically, so uh, System D has announced something, it, it was kind of a while ago, but it's just now getting some traction and people are talking about it and blah, 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 whatever the fuck. So uh, there's this thing System D is doing called System D Home D that is essentially aiming to replace the way that we manage users and groups and home directories on Linux. That is my very basic understanding of it. Of course, we talk frequently about System D and how many people fucking hate it because people are shitty and all that. Because you're an infant. I'm an infant, yes. And I also am a talentless bag of dicks while I'm an infant. But anyway, um, the whole thing is I don't care if you like System D or you don't. I do think we're past the point of fucking swearing at people on the internet because they do or don't like System D because I don't think that's productive regardless of how you feel. Uh, that being said, what I really wanted to talk about was like, I understand that maybe people see this as like, oh, System D is just taking over another thing and it doesn't follow Unix philosophy because System D is branching out and the whole point is to do one thing and do it well and SysV in it only did one thing and it was... It, it was okay. It wasn't good. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's fine. It worked. But the point is, I don't care because yeah. a couple of things here. There are a lot of features of System D that you have to use, I would say. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Well, uh, but there's also a lot that you really don't, and some distros don't. Like, you don't have to use time date control. You can just fucking install NTP and set it up the normal way if you want. Yep. That being said, I find it to be kind of nice to only have to type two fucking commands on a new turnip to set the time zone and turn NTP on. But you know what do I know? Because I'm a talentless bag of dicks. Right, right. Um, a waste of a waste of oxygen. One might what say. I what I don't get is like even in in some in many cases they're even. You can they can cohabitate. Yeah, you can exactly. Run, That's what I'm you saying. You can still run your sysv script, your sysv init scripts with systemd. I don't get the big hate about it, and it just it seems like a bunch of people who are afraid to learn something new more than anything. Yeah, well, and and, so and, and, and like, brings up like a couple said, of discussion points. Mostly. We've talked, we spent a whole episode on systemd before defending it, yeah. basically. And and I think we there are, kind of are we're all fans of systemd. I think. Yeah, no, it, it it makes my job easier. And the I like the other, oh my god, I mean, just compare, like, how long would it take you to write a proper sysv init script versus writing a unit file for systemd? Uh, well, I can write a, a cheap one in about, you know, 5-15 minutes, but to write one that's actually well-tested and, and is guaranteed to work well across multiple platforms and multiple releases of the of the distro, yeah, it, it, it's not fun. Takes but systemd units are not that hard. Nope, because it's standardized. And they're fucking, the syntax is better, it's intuitive, mm -hmm. it's just better. But but I digress a little bit. So uh, yeah. first, I want to talk about systemd, homed specifically, and then we can go into a few more things that I have written down here. So namely, my point is, I understand people may not like Leonard Pottering, I understand people don't like systemd, but I think that truthfully, user and login management kind of is a mess. Like, you have mm -hmm. Etsy password where we do user lookups, and then we have Etsy Shadow, where we're looking up passwords. And this is all coming... I mean, this information is not... And all that information's duplicated in Etsy Password. Well, I mean, except for the password hash, right? Right, but right, But, like, right. the exactly. usernames. Right, you know? so... so and then There's you a have lot Etsy of duplication. Group, and it's Etsy G Shadow, I think? Is there... For, yeah. 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 And, and so, I think there are some inefficiencies there. And are they terrible? No. They're fucking flat files. They're not taking up a lot of space. It's not something like that. But it is an inefficiency. And so, the fact is... People are pissed that he's trying to take this on and do better, but who else is trying to tackle that problem? Nobody else is. So why shouldn't he be trying to improve it, right? Um, I don't think it has to be done in the guise of System D. I think he could have just made a new project. But I also think that if you wrote System D and you have the kind of clout, then why not? Uh, who am I to say that it shouldn't be a part of System D also? So, you know, my, my big thing, though... I, as long as it ties into LDAP, I'm happy. That was my big thing with that. Sure. I haven't, I haven't read enough to, to know about it. I haven't read that article. No, that I don't know, read, like, but... a lot. I know, um, honestly, this Hackaday article, we'll link to it, and I actually have a link for you this time. What I like about it is it's pretty lighthearted, so this person is not taking, like, a hard stand. I think it's fairly unbiased. But, but also, it, it just... I think it kind of touches on the same thing I did, and it's like, uh, nobody else is really trying to solve this problem. It acknowledges that there is some inefficiency in the, the way we're currently doing users and groups and home directories. It doesn't necessarily jump on board and say systemd, homed is going to be great, but it says at least it's it's setting the, the stage for somebody else to come along and say, fuck you, I don't want systemd, homed, here's my solution. Like, maybe it will foster some kind of better project, and I don't care, right? That's how it works. Right. So along that line, though, uh, the other thing with systemd, this is kind of just a weird, like, 15 clams where I'm 
mostly pissed off because some asshole was an asshole on the internet. On top of that, uh, you know, somebody... I got dogpiled hard on Twitter. You can go find it if you care to. You know, somebody was like, well, I made the point that, like, you can choose a different distro. There are distros without systemd. Are there many or as many, especially, like, good ones? I don't think so because people are moving towards systemd. And I think that, personally, that's probably for a reason. And I think it's because it's better. But I know a bunch of people don't agree with me, and that's okay. I'm I'm okay with you disagreeing with me. Like, you're a fucking human, I'm a human, we can we can feel differently. And the nice thing is they they have the opportunity, if they feel differently, to do something about it because it's open source. Exactly. But more to the point, somebody basically was like, well, you don't have a choice when you have Red Hat jumping on board and, and getting rid of SysV in it. And it's like, okay, but you do have a choice in buying Red Hat. Maybe not you personally as the sysadmin, maybe it's your company policy or whatever, but somebody made a choice. The other thing, though, is if you're putting money towards Red Hat for support and licensing and all that shit. Two things. Number one, you might be stuck with system D, but at least you have support for it, right? So are you really, like, do you really have room to complain there? But number two, it's not like Red Hat is a bunch of dumbasses running around with fucking pants on their heads. Like, somebody at Red Hat had They're not started... SUSE. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but even SUSE is using, uh, Celeste 12 is system D, right? Yes. Celeste 12 is system D, but Celeste 11 is not. Uh, okay. But there, there's still pants on head, though. Probably for other reasons. I would agree with that. I would agree with that statement a thousand percent. The whole thing is somebody, not just somebody, probably a bunch of smart people at Red Hat made the decision like, you know what? We're going with System D. So I understand you saying like, oh, I don't have a choice because Red Hat made it for me. But, you know, one of the, the points That's that somebody... That's what you sign up for when you get... Well, yeah, but the, the other thing was somebody basically was like... Um, you, do, you can't have an opinion. This is pretty much my interpretation. You can't have an opinion because you don't have experience. Okay, but if I'm paying Red Hat because I need support or I, I want support and I trust them to make sound decisions, then shouldn't I probably stand by the decisions of the company that I'm paying for support? In most cases, like, there's no sense in me being all pissed off that Red Hat is fucking using System D. I understand, like, you know, it's good to be involved and have an opinion and give your feedback when you have an opportunity if you feel differently. But I just feel like it's so stupid that these people are all like, oh, System D is so bad when we have all of the big enterprise Linux distros moving to System D. Like, no offense to that one person on the internet, but are you really trying to say, like, just because you worked in tech for 20 years, you know more than Red Hat collectively? Because I think that's a pretty fucking bold statement. And it's probably really fucking wrong. And don't get me wrong, like I, I think Red Hat does plenty of dumbass shit. But you also need to get like a lot of that is driven by business. This is the one thing where I don't think it is because there's no, they're not making their own system D alternative, right? And in fact, I would say most people, uh, business justification wise, probably Can you tell I'm still bitter about the Open LDAP thing with Rel Eight. Oh my god, because you don't like 389. Well, it's not even that. So they don't. 389 is the open source version, but RHEL comes with their proprietary version of 389DS. But you don't even use RHEL, you use CentOS. I use CentOS, but it's still missing. It, it It's still missing from the core packages. In but you can get CentOS it. 8. I can get it. It's yeah. going to be an Apple. I'll be able to get it, but. It's going to be an Apple. Oh, for sure, yeah, but it's it, still... It, Apple is just real behind right now with the launch of CentOS. Right, but I, I also just think it's it's kind of dumb uh, to do that, because OpenLDAP is literally the best LDAP server out there. Fight me if you disagree. Fight me, IRL. OpenLDAP is, destroys performance, destroys performance on all the other ones. Plus, you can modify the configuration live with OLC. It's awesome. Sorry. I, I, I turned that into... No, I mean, that, that was kind of But it, it, it kind of plays into this, right? Like, some decisions Red Hat makes are, yes, business incentivized. They want to push their own product over external projects if they have their own alternative. And who wouldn't? Right, who yeah, wouldn't? From a business standpoint, At the end of the day, yeah. they're still a company. They're still trying to make money, right? They, they need to make a buck. If if you had your druthers, you would... Uh, My druthers? You'd rather use uh, Foxy Proxy over another VPN, right? No, I, I generally use my own VPNs that I oh, okay. turn up, but mostly, well, okay, if I needed a country, if, if I needed a, a standalone VPN, if I needed a VPN provider rather than one I would set up myself, yeah, I would I would use my own company, sure. Right, there you go, see? But yeah, I mean, I think all this to say is, is yes, I mean, SystemD does have some issues, sure. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's perfect. Of course it does. I do so think- So did SysVinit, though. But even, right. yeah, right, I even SysVinit is a perfect- 
I think it's a step forward, and I think it's I only agree. being held back by the sensational hate, sensationalist hate that it gets, right. which I think is just dumb. But can we you know. can we give a baddie to uh, Equifax? No, we don't do baddies as a user password. If we were going to do a baddie, we'd give it to that one guy from. Well, <laughs> he can't say it. I mean, remember the episode when you guys really got me going about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were lots of beeps. There were a lot of beeps involved. And it wasn't just me honking my horn that day. No, no, it was it was me editing people out for <clears throat> protection of Jason because he's a dumbass. My protection? What, were they going to fly to Colorado over Trump's fucking wall and get me? Look, we, I'm sorry, what? Trump's wall. Were they going to come and get me over Trump's wall? If they're coming from they wouldn't. You know what? It's, know. it's too dumb. Yeah, the wall the wall I'm not go even going to fight it. It's just the wall's too dumb. Not there. It's going to be there, though. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. This has been System Ministrivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And he's an infant. Just <laughs> see around. <laughs>